Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 140, seven Audacity features you'll miss in Adobe Audition. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. In 2012, December of 2012, I shared seven reasons why I was going to switch from Audacity, which is free, to Adobe Audition, which is paid, and it's pretty expensive software, but it comes with my subscription to the Adobe Creative Cloud. So I get Adobe Audition anyway, along with Photoshop, InDesign, Illustrator, Premiere, all of these other programs I was already using. So I decided back then to go ahead and make that switch, and I had seven reasons why I was making that switch. And you can go back to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 106 to read about or hear those reasons why I switched from Audacity to Adobe Audition. I have not looked back on that switch. I'm glad that I did it. I like using Adobe Audition. I prefer it right now to Adobe or to Audacity. But there are still some things that I look back and I miss these things, these certain features that I think that Audacity did a bit better than Adobe Audition. So that's right there, testament that expensive software does not necessarily mean better. It just means different, which sometimes different is better depending on your needs. In my particular needs, this different was better, and I shared several of those reasons why I switched back in episode 106. But some of these things I miss, but I don't miss them enough to switch back to Audacity. So if you are in one camp or the other and you're considering switching, or maybe you're using something other than Adobe Audition and you're thinking of switching to Audacity, these might be some things that you could consider that would be perks that Audacity has that maybe whatever digital audio editor you're using doesn't have. I know Audition certainly doesn't have these things. And you'll be able to get this list along with any links that I mentioned in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 140. So here are seven features that I miss from Audacity that aren't in Adobe Audition. Number one, multi-track truncate silence. Number two, home and end jumps. Number three, combined wave and multi-track editors. Number four, project-free editing. Number five, mute and solo switching. Number six, playback speed. And number seven, ripple paste. And that's why I'm calling it for now. Let's go through these. Number one, multi-track truncate silence. That sounds extremely complicated. But if you go back to episode 70, wow, half of my episodes ago, episode 70, I talked about how you could use the truncate silence feature inside of Audacity in order to make yourself sound a little bit smarter with your audio. What Truncate Silence does is it looks at your audio. You tell it how to define silence by silence is so many decibels. Anything below a certain floor, like so many decibels loud, is considered silence. So there could be a little bit of noise, but if it's under whatever number of decibels you set, we'll say 40. If it's under 40 decibels, then Audacity would consider it silence and would give you the option of truncating that. So you'd tell Audacity, I want you to find anything that is longer than 1,500 milliseconds and shorten it by a ratio of 3 to 1, but don't make it any shorter than 
500 milliseconds. That's essentially what you're telling Audacity to do. And this is fantastic for those awkward pauses. <laughs> I may, might have just freaked you out thinking your player stopped. But those awkward pauses where maybe you're just gathering your thoughts or you've said something, you're waiting for someone to respond. Maybe you're doing an interview and you asked your interviewee a question and they pause to think about it, but you want it to sound like they've just got that answer right there, ready to go. So truncate silence is a great way that you can find these silences and truncate them. You're not completely removing them, although you can use this tool to completely remove silences. I don't recommend that, but you would want to use this tool just to find and remove those awkwardly long silences. That's where the whole range selection is, that you're telling it find anything longer than this and shorten it by a ratio of 3 to 1, 4 to 1, whatever. And then it helps remove those things. What Audacity does that's great about this, that Audition can't do, Audition has a very similar feature that can truncate the silence. But Audacity, I think, does this a little bit better. Imagine that you have an Audacity project where you've recorded yourself in one track and your co-host or guest in a separate track. So you have two tracks in Audacity and the audio between them is almost never overlapping because while you're talking, the other person isn't talking. So there's silence in their track. And then while they're talking, there's silence in your track. In Audacity, you can select both tracks. And when you run the truncate silence, it looks for silence between both tracks. So that means it won't truncate the silence that is behind that's on my track when my guest or co-host is speaking. It only looks for when there's silence on my track and my co-host's track. So if if I wasn't looking, if I treated each track individually and truncated the silence on it, it would remove those big gaps where I've asked a question and then I stay silent and let the interviewee or the co-host respond, truncate silence would squash all of those down if I selected just a single track. But in Audacity, the multi-track truncate silence doesn't do that. It only affects those spots where it's silent in both tracks, or essentially all of the tracks I have selected. So it could be two tracks or five tracks. That's great so that you don't end up with this insane overlapping. But Audition can't do this. Its multi-track editor is very different and it can it can do a truncate silence feature on your audio, but it only does one track at a time. And actually you have to edit the real audio in the wave editor, which I'll talk more about the different editors in a moment. But you can't run it on multiple tracks. So if you try to run it, you would end up with that insane audio overlap. So if you've got these awkward silences in Audition, at least as of Adobe Audition CC in mid-2013, you can't automatically remove those awkward silences. You'd have to go through and find all of them in order to remove them. That's number one, multi-track truncate silence in Audacity. Number two, home and end jumps. In Audacity, it's really easy to jump to the beginning or end of either a selection or just of the audio in general in my project. If I want to jump to the beginning or end of a selection of audio, maybe it's a little clip or uh, maybe my entire track, I could just double clip, double click the clip 
and then press the home key on my keyboard and I jump to the beginning of the audio or press the end key and I would jump to the end of the audio. And that would apply to either clip or an entire track or if I don't have anything selected inside of Audacity, if I press home, I go to the very beginning of the audio project. If I press end, I go to the very end where the audio stops. So I'm at the end of the audio. Audition is a bit different, and this is really annoying to me because there are many times where I jump to the end of audio. I don't do much editing on my audio. I clip the silence at the beginning. I clip the silence at the end. And if there are any major catastrophes that happen somewhere in the middle, I've somehow marked those. So I'm pretty much just jumping from the beginning to the end. And on a, in Audition, if I press the end key, it takes me all the way to the end of the audio workspace, which is very far away from the end of the audio itself. I might have a 10-minute audio clip that I'm working on in the multi-track editor. And again, this is referring to just the multi-track editor, not the wave editor, because that's different. Wave editor contains only the audio that you're actually working with. There's no extra empty space. It's just the audio But in the multi-track editor, if I press end, it goes all the way to the end. And so for a 10-minute project, it might take me to 30 minutes in. Then I have to scroll all the way back. It's just a little quite cumbersome to have to move around that way. And the end key is essentially worthless to me in Adobe Audition. Now, with any of these things, I'm sure I know that my friend Mike Russell from Music Radio Creative, who, by the way, will be coming on in the next episode to talk about podcast promos. So if you have any questions about podcast promos, please email those to me, feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com. But Mike is from musicradiocreative.com, and he is an an audition fanboy. He loves audition, and he's very good at it, and he teaches Adobe Audition. So he may get in on the comments here and correct a couple of these things and point out some things. I know that before he's made some videos when I raised questions, and he might do that again for this. But as far as I know, you press end, and I've looked around at this, you press end, and you're jumping to the end of the workspace, not necessarily the end of the audio. That's number two, home and end jumps. Number three, combined wave and multi-track editors. In Audacity, you have one editor. It's both a multi-track editor and it's a wave editor. You don't have to switch back and forth depending on what kind of edits that you want to do. It's all there in one place. So whether you want to change your actual audio, you're already there. That's what you would do in a wave editor. You're there with Audacity. If you want to change how your audio tracks overlap themselves or change your mixing between audio tracks, you're already there. It's right there in the single editor inside of Audacity. It's both a wave and a multi-track editor. But Audition's a little bit different. Audition has a wave editor for modifying the actual audio uh, file. This would be where maybe you want to run an effect, some kind of destructive edits, You're reducing time, adding time, moving things around in the actual audio. And it has then a multi-track editor, which is where you mix your tracks. And then you can also apply non-destructive effects and edits to this, such as clipping certain parts of your multi-track project and moving them around or adding special effects or compressors and such. Certain effects, that is, that you can add that are non-destructive as an effect 
for either the clip or the entire track. And those are one of the reasons why I switched to Audition, that I could do those kinds of non-destructive editing effects. But I have these different editors. So that's at the root of many of these things is this issue that Audition has a wave editor and a multi-track editor. And I have to switch back and forth depending on my needs and depending on what I want to see from my audio and do to my audio and how that might then affect one or the other. But Audacity has just a single editor, so it's really easy to make any change just in one place. Auditions is very powerful. The multi-track editor is far more powerful, I think, and has a lot of intelligent features with it. But I think Audacity's single multi-track editor and wave editor in a single place is much more convenient and easier to use. That's number three, combined wave and multi-track editors. Number four Audacity feature that you'll miss in Adobe Audition is project-free editing. If you want to make a quick audio edit, then that's no problem with Audacity because you can just open up Audacity, import your audio, make your edit, change your effects, export your audio as a wave, mp3, whatever formats that you want to do with Audacity, and then you can close your project and not save. And you never had to save your Audacity project. You never had to create a new Audacity project file. You could do all of this without saving or creating a project. That makes it very, very convenient and fast to do these things. And you don't end up with these files lying around that you really don't need. If all you're doing is loading in an audio file, maybe making a couple quick edits and then exporting it, or doing a quick multi-track because you're working with just a single editor inside of Audacity, you could do multi-track editing, move things around, whatever, export it, just play with audio even, and not have to create a file and have all of these loose ends hanging around in Audacity project files. Adobe Audition is the other way around. If you want to do any kind of editing beyond just wave editing, like if you want to do multi-track editing, non-destructive effects, then you have to create a multi-track project. And the first thing you do when you click that multi-track editor is Adobe Audition requires you to create a project file and you have to save that file somewhere. Very oddly too, when you first do this, when you create your project file, it's actually creating a folder and a file. So if you name your, if you want your file named the same thing as your folder, then you have to actually back out of the folder where you want it to appear. It's annoying, it's confusing, but what I have to do with the Audacity to Podcast and my other podcasts, I create folders that are TAP140. That will be the project folder for this episode of the Audacity to Podcast. So when I have that folder already in my uh, computer and I bring my audio files into it, that's my project for file, for my project folder for this episode. When I create a multi-track project inside of Adobe Audition, instead of saying that I want it to save inside of that tap 140 folder, I have to tell it to save in the Audacity to Podcast folder and name it tap 140. So then it says there's already a project there, which there isn't. There's just a folder with the same name as the project. It's just annoying. That's a side thing. But project-free editing is a nice little perk inside of Audacity 
that in Audition, eh, it's a little bit annoying there. And a lot of programs do this. GarageBand also does this. iMovie does this. And so does Adobe Premiere Pro. It does this where you have to create the project before you can get in. You can't just start playing around. You have to create a project. It's like asking you to commit before you really know what you want to do. So that's number four, project-free editing. Number five, mute and solo switching. This is very small. This may not even matter to you, but this really annoys me when I run into this problem. Audacity has a mute solo switch that functions a little bit differently than Audition. In Audacity, let's imagine that you have two audio tracks that you want to compare one to the other. Maybe you're trying to do some kind of fade in, fade out, or you're just trying to compare quality, whatever the case. You're trying to compare two different files, so you want to be able to switch between them easily inside of your project. In Audacity, you could mute track one and you would hear track two. Then if you press the solo button on track one, and that is without unmuting it, so it still says it's muted, but then you press the solo button, you'll hear just track one and not track two. So it's a really easy switch, just one click, and I've switched from hearing track one to hearing track two or vice versa. In addition, it's different. The mute key overrides the solo key. So in addition, if I press mute on track one, I would hear just track two. That's the same as Audacity. But then if I want to switch back to just track one, I have to unmute it and then either solo it or mute track two. I can't just press a single button to toggle between the two of them. I have to press two different buttons or press one button on two different places. It's extra steps and annoying to me. That might not annoy you, but it is a feature of Audacity that I miss in Adobe Audition. That's number five, mute and solo switching. Number six, playback speed. Back in episode 110, I shared several ways that you could speed up your audio editing workflow inside of Audacity. And one of those features I shared, which is was a bit crazy, was the playback speed adjustment inside of Audacity, where you could change how fast Audacity plays back your audio. It's not changing your audio, it's just playing it back at a faster speed. And this could make it a lot easier and quicker for you to listen back through your entire project and then make your edits. If that's what you do, you listen to your entire episode while you're editing. It would be a little bit crazy because when you do this, you get the chipmunk voices inside of audacity. And that might be a little bit weird for you. You might not be able to listen at 1.5x or 2x or any kind of speed like that. It might be a bit too crazy as it gets a little high pitched, but it can be very convenient. And I've used this feature before in Audacity in order to edit my audio more quickly because I could listen to the audio more quickly. Audition doesn't have this feature. If you wanted to change your playback speed in Adobe Audition, you would have to actually change the audio and then slow it back down later. So you're speeding up and then slowing down your audio. 
not the best way to do this. Mike Russell from Music Radio Creative does have a video about how to do this because Dave Jackson brought up this Audacity feature in one of his episodes, and Mike Russell then showed how you could do something kind of similar to this in Audition. But it's not quite the same, and certainly not quite as convenient. So you can check out that video in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 140. So that's number six, playback speed. Easy on Audacity, and not so easy in Audition. Number seven, ripple paste. This is what I'm calling it because it's kind of the reverse of ripple delete, which is a common term in audio and video editors. In Audacity, it's called split delete, but it's where you delete something and then everything shifts to fill in that space of what you deleted. You're not just inserting a void where your audio was that you just removed, but everything is shifting to fill in that void that you just created. Ripple paste, as I'm calling it, would be the opposite, where if you paste something, it moves everything around where you pasted. This is very similar to in a word processor. The usual behavior behavior that you see in a word processor is that when you paste a word in the middle of a sentence, all of the other words shift to fit that word in. So you're not removing words from your sentence. You're just putting sticking a word inside of there. We could call that ripple paste. In Audacity, this is very easy. You just make your selection, copy or cut, And then when you paste it into an insertion point somewhere else in your audio, then the rest of your audio can reflow on that track. Or if you enable sync lock tracks, then all of the audio across all of your tracks will reflow in order to make the proper space for that amount of audio that you just inserted. This makes it really easy. If you have some kind of glitch or you forgot to say something, and you want to insert it from the end of your audio project to the beginning of your audio project, this happens to me quite often. I'll forget to mention something somewhere in the episode. So I record something at the very end, then I go back and insert it at its proper place. When I do that in Audacity, it's really easy because it shifts everything around. But in Audition, I have to make space for that audio that I want to paste in. If I were to just place my cursor, and paste, it would remove any audio that it was overlapping on that same track. It doesn't automatically shift things around, but it removes what was already there. So I have to be the one to shift things around in order to make room for that audio clip and then shift things back in order to tighten things up. So it's a lot easier to do this in Audacity than it is to do it in Adobe Audition. And I prefer the Audacity way for this. So these seven features in Audacity that I think you'll miss in Adobe Audition are number one, multi-track truncate silence. Number two, home and end jumps. Number three, combined wave and multi-track editors. Number four, project free editing. Number five, mute and solo switching. Number six, playback speed. And number seven, ripple paste. These may not matter to you, but they matter to me a little bit, and I do miss them greatly in Adobe Audition, but it's not quite enough for me to consider switching back to Audacity because of the other benefits that I've talked about previously in Adobe Audition, which you can check out over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 106 if you want to find out why I switched to 
Adobe Audition, and I'm happy with my Switch, but I miss these features. I'd love to hear from you. If you've made the switch from Adobe Audition to Audacity, what inspired that switch to go from one program to the other? Or if you switched from Audacity to Audition, what inspired that switch? And what do you miss from one editor to the other? Do you miss some of these features that I mentioned? Did you know about some of these features I mentioned? Please comment on the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 140 and let me know what you think of this content and what your experience has been with the uh, issues that I brought up or with the other things that you may be facing as you've switched audio editors. Also, I want to tell you about Podcasters Roundtable. We're having a blast with this, and we've been getting a little bit more consistent, but now Ray Ortega is in the middle of a move across the nation. And so we do have an episode in the can, episode 17, which will be coming out very soon. But episode 16 was a fun episode. We talked about the USA Today article that said, Podcasting is back. And we wanted to challenge that by saying, well, is podcasting back? No, we think it never left. So check out podcastersroundtable.com and look at episode 16. It was Ray Ortega, Dave Jackson, myself, and also our guests for the episode were Todd Cochran from Raw Voice and Blueberry, as well as Rob Greenlee from Microsoft, and both of them host the awesome podcast, The New Media Show, formerly Saturday Morning Tech. And they're talking to people in the new media space, but we all joined together to talk about, is podcasting in a special resurrection? Did it ever leave? Why is it suddenly getting so much attention again? What are our thoughts there? So you've got to check this out. We had a lot of fun. It's at podcastersroundtable.com episode 16. And we do have episode 17 coming out very soon. So I encourage you to go over there to podcastersroundtable.com, subscribe in iTunes or via RSS, or uh, join us on YouTube, on Google+, wherever, and watch for those upcoming episodes because we have a lot of fun with this and a lot of potential for you to join too. If you've got something to say and participate in the discussions ahead of time with us, then it's very likely that you might be tapped to be invited into the roundtable with us. We've also had some great roundtables recently on podcast media hosting and how you find a niche, how you find an audience in a small niche and dealing with negative feedback and what you call your podcast and podcast purchase decisions and a lot of other great stuff. So please check it out at podcastersroundtable.com. Now there is a death in the podcasting space. Well, not necessarily the podcasting space, but the website space. And that is standard theme, a great WordPress theme that was used by many people. It's created by 8-Bit is gone. 8-Bit is closing their doors effective immediately and standard theme will only be supported for another month or so as of the recording of this episode. So standard theme looked great. It worked really well and it worked on WordPress.com. That's no longer available. So that means now there is one set of themes that I recommend for whether you're a blogger, a podcaster, a YouTuber. If you have a WordPress website, there is one collection of WordPress themes I highly recommend, and that is the StudioPress collection. These look beautiful. They're very well priced. 
They're very well supported. They have great SEO built into them and schema.org and all that stuff that I raved about in the last episode. And you can check that out at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash studio press. They're all based on the Genesis framework, which is the same framework I use for designing all of my websites, but I have designed all of my own websites. I'm not just using someone else's themes. And uh, it's fantastic framework, and I highly recommend this. And even Standard Theme recommended StudioPress as one of their two themes that they recommend or selection of themes. So if you were using Standard Theme and now you're concerned about the future of your website and upcoming features, making your website mobile-friendly, incorporating SEO into your site, all of this other stuff, then check out StudioPress at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash studiopress. And if you purchase through that link, that is my affiliate link, and I will greatly appreciate any purchases that you make over there. Where do you need help in this podcasting space? I'd love to hear from you. Please email feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com or call 903-231-2221 and let me know what your questions are that I can answer in future episodes of the Audacity to Podcast, especially ask me your questions for podcast promos that I can share with Mike Russell, Mike and Isabella Russell, actually, both of them will be joining me in the next episode, number 141 of the Audacity to Podcast. I'm looking forward to that. It will be great. You can also go to the com on your computer or iOS device and send a voice message right through the website to me. Please follow me on Twitter at the Ramen Noodle. And remember that I'm available for one-on-one consulting to help you podcast with success, fix a podcasting problem, or design a website for you. You can go to the com slash consulting for more information. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitytopodcast.com. Thank you for listening. The Audacity Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Like you can get our podcasts about the TV shows Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, and Under the Dome, or laugh with our clean comedy. You can also learn how to be productive in your personal and professional life, and more like Christian worldview, movie reviews, and more to come at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.